please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, this is Greg McIntyre, along with Brendan Bagley, and we are attorneys at McIntyre Elder Law. All we practice is estate planning and elder law. That's all we do. And we're talking about today, what should I do when my loved one dies? Who should I listen to? And I have some recent experience with this. I always learn so much from my day-to-day practice. And so I'm at a funeral, right? Okay. It was not a fun time, right? Great funeral. Loved one passed. And, you know, the funeral director is giving out like a folder and information advice within the folder on what to do with your estate plan, like what to do with your estate when your loved one passes away. And I'm reading through this and I'm horrified. I'm like, Oh my God, who would go to their funeral director right there in bomber. Who would go to that person for legal advice? Right. You don't even go to an attorney who dresses like a funeral director. Some dudes, by the way. The other day, I kind of had a suit that looked like a funeral director. I was like, man, I probably would be wearing this. So I thought, hey, we need to talk about this because there are people out there taking legal advice from funeral directors. Yeah, and what's amazing to me is people people be handing out legal advice all the time. <laughs> people who are for free, for free, and it's free because they ain't lawyers and they shouldn't be doing it. But they they do do it. They should not be doing it. Um, it's actually against the law to do that. And, and I wonder how if that is you know what that does mean when they're they're writing down these written instructions for for folks to follow, and they're you know people are taking their advice. I'm surprised they haven't gotten sued. I mean, yeah. substantially for giving out this advice and people wrongfully following the advice. Um, because the, that's the thing about advice too, is that, you know, if people follow it and they believe in what you're saying, you know, it can put them in a tough position. And we've had clients in that tough position before because they filed or filed, followed the, the advice of a non, you know, attorney. So I'm looking at an estate recently. Let's just say hypothetically, there could be an estate where, you know, somebody thinks they have to open an estate to change ownership of the the household contents in the house and maybe a vehicle or two. Well, there are other ways besides opening the estate to transfer title to a vehicle especially a vehicle that's not worth a ton of money uh, outside of the estate. There are ways to transfer the household assets 
without going through the court process. The court process, the probate process, which is where you take a will or if no will in state administration, you know, that, that process, same thing really. Um, it's where the court actually retitles the assets or gives you the court order, the ability, the authority to retitle a bank account, a car title, a home, yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah. Britain, how can you think that, you know, if a loved one passed away, you and I could change ownership of household contents? Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that typically household contents aren't worth very much. Um, they're usually sentimental items. They don't have titles associated with them. So there's no need to have title change through the court. And a lot of times you follow the will and you distribute the items based on the will without having to go to court. And yeah. I'd say, hey, Brent, meet me at the house. We're yeah. going we're gonna to divvy up these items, right? Because they don't have a title. You know, uh, many times people do that. Otherwise, if you do itemize household contents in an estate, you generally have to itemize those and value those or have those appraised. Right. And there's, you know, there's limited circumstances where you would do something like that um, and list those items. Um, Maybe they have value. Maybe it's like jewelry. Maybe it's like art. Maybe it's like guns, something like that. But for the most part, you know, a lot of people don't fall into that category where they have those valuable items um, that really need to be listed, appraised, and all that good stuff. And here's the other thing, too, is that, you know, opening an estate when you don't need to can be, can be a, a bad situation because it costs money, right? It costs money to open up the estate. You have to pay the court. You have to pay um, final fees and all that good stuff. But here's the other thing. It opens you up to unnecessary liability, especially if you become the administrator or personal representative. I mean, you're liable to the court. You can be held in contempt for doing things wrong, not filing correctly. And it's not an easy, simple process to go through, especially if you're pat. I mean, especially if you if you're, you know, apt to follow the advice of a funeral director. You know, it, it could be you can you can get a lot of conflicting advice with respect to the estate and end up in hot water and unnecessary liability. It's very can be a very dangerous thing. So I, I think step number one here, you know, if 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 you find that your loved one's passed away and you're trying to figure out what to do, don't take legal advice from people who are not lawyers. You know, even if your aunt has opened up in the state before and she's gone through the whole process herself, she was the executor, you know, every state's different. You know, so you shouldn't take advice from anyone who doesn't have uh, a law license. And so I think that step one is kind of what we're getting to. What would step two be? I guess if, if we're not supposed to follow legal advice from people who are non-lawyers, then who should we go to? Well, you should obviously go see me or you at McIntyre Elder Law because we do this all the time. Yeah. You should come see us. You could. You should go see a professional that does this type of work. Because we're licensed to give that advice. Plus, we're going to evaluate whether an estate, a probate estate, is actually necessary or not and advise you on that. And we might save you from opening up a huge can of worms where you open yourself up to lawsuits from other family members. Yeah, the way they're going to sue you is in the estate. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Good point. You know, that's it, another. It blows my mind that people they want to open that window to be sued, and they don't understand that they didn't have to open that window. They didn't have to do anything, maybe, or they or there were alternative ways to do it without opening up the window to getting sued. Right. And, and that's where I'm surprised that our wonderful funeral directors who we deal with and advise on a regular basis have not had their pants sued off yet because of bum legal advice that they gave and whatever pamphlets they're handing out that tell people to go straight to the courthouse and open up at a probate estate. Um, that is absolutely not necessarily the right thing to do. Yeah. We have, my case you know, base, every, every estate is different. And I can't tell you how much of that we deal with. I mean, you know, just as well as I do, Greg, that the amount of, of prefabricated forms um, and, and advice that's out there, whether it's from a funeral director or the hospital or something like that, that lead people to think that they're, they've gotten solid legal advice or they have a solid legal um, document or something like that is in, it, it, it's, it's infuriating because I worry day and night about these people who are getting this advice or using these forms, these pre-filled forms that, that they use for like a living will or some type of contract or some type of power of attorney. It scares me. It really does how much of that that's out there. And again, you know, it's kind of a tangent, but it, I'm amazed that more hospitals haven't been sued. I'm amazed that more, you know, places that hand out these forms and give out these, these just weird pieces of advice. You know, you, I mean, sometimes you get that from the bank too. You'll have uh, bank tellers or, or bankers giving people legal advice. And it, it's just, uh, you know. Well, financial planners are the worst. Oh, financial planners. Can I just say financial planners out there, if anybody's watching, you're the worst. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll either. tell you to your face. That's how bad right. you are at giving legal advice to your clients, by the way. Yeah. There's a there's a clear, bright line between giving financial advice and legal advice, and that line is crossed all the time, and it shouldn't be. And and the thing is, too, is that, you know, you have a lot of financial pl planners questioning legal advice that's been given to a client in good faith based on all the research that's been done, and that's just absurd to me. It is the absurd. The reason they're the questioning it. Why are they questioning it, Brent? Why are, they questioning, why are they questioning the the amazing plan you worked on with your client to protect maybe everything they worked for their entire life? Well, or if I slowly move over time, let's say over a five, 10 year period, IRA qualified funds over to a trust to protect it. Right. Okay. Great example. Great example. So if I'm the financial planner, oh, I, I don't want any of my fees going down and I have a fee-based practice, right? So if I manage your money, I'll get a little money. piece of that. Yeah. That's right. So you, I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess with my fee. I don't want anyone to mess with my fee. So if, if someone comes from an attorney's office to my office and they want to change around how their assets are held, that could lower my fee. I'm going to start saying, look, I have a, I have an incentive. I certainly have an incentive to start saying, Oh, well let's question what that advice is. And and to kind of try to throw a wrench in the process, and you know that's a that's a conflict of interest. I want to keep all that money under my management if I'm the financial planner, so that I can keep making as much money as possible for. Right. The problem right. is, you might be headed a hundred miles per hour toward a brick wall 
which might be long-term care, right? Exactly. And you and, just keep speeding toward that wall. Exactly. And, and, and financial planners don't understand how Medicaid process works, how benefits to pay for long-term care works, how any of those, those federal and state laws work because they're not attorneys. And the thing is that I, I would I would go far so far as to say that having a financial planner involved in the legal planning is a conflict of interest for them if they're getting a fee from the assets that you manage. It is a conflict of interest for them because they have an inherent incentive to the money. Where it where it's at. More. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know, I, I guess the, the theme of, of this uh, of this podcast today is don't take legal advice from anyone who's not an attorney. You know, please be skeptical. I'd be even skeptical go first. Should you take legal advice about medical malpractice from me? No, because we don't no. think that. And I'm not going to give you legal. See, here's here's how you can tell if somebody if somebody kind of knows their area. They stay in it. That's right. Stay in your you lane. Get outside of your area as an attorney or a non-attorney, you tell people, hey, that's not what I do. Yeah. It's it, I don't know about that. I don't go there, right? But I know someone who's really good in that area. Let me refer you to that person. When you meet somebody who's I want to say words that I shouldn't say in the elder law report. Full <laughs> of it. Really who who's who you know who's giving you advice on you know legal advice and they might be a financial planner or a funeral planner. You know, they're they're really getting outside their area of expertise. You know that you're talking to someone who is going outside of their bounds out yeah. and really doesn't care about you. They just want to seem important. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they, they want that they want to control what happens, right? So so if if I really care about you, if I have your best interest in mind. I'm going to refer you to a professional who can do a better job than I can. Right. The thing I don't do. If I was a doctor and I'm not a neurologist, and you need a neurologist, and I work on knees, you know, if I if I'm if I if I'm a if I'm a you know, or, or if I work on your stomach, gastroenterologist, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, by the way, let me take a look at your brain. No, I'm going to say, hey, you need to look, you need to go talk to a neurologist. Someone but a really who's good a doctor, a really good doctor in their own practice area is not going to number one expose themselves to liability. Yeah. Liability. Because that's what you're doing. Yeah. And and, and they took the head no Yeah. So they're they're not going to expose themselves to liability by getting outside of their their practice area. Right? right. Um neither am I and neither should funeral homes or financial planners who again are by far the worst horrible. Used car salesmen of stocks and bonds and, and, and mutual funds who know just a little bit about a lot and espouse it as much as possible. And right. it can be really detrimental if you're taking legal advice from a financial planner. Or tax advice. Let, let's be clear about that, too. Yes, and the financial planner is an attorney. Yeah. And, and then, and 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 then too, you know, you, you hopefully they also practice as well as doing the financial plan. Sure. Um, because if they're out of practice, then you know I'd probably see someone who's doing it on an everyday basis. But 
here's the other thing is tax advice is, is very complicated. I know tax is complicated. I have a master's degree in tax law and I still look to the code. I still look to the regulations. I still Google it. I still go dive deep, watch videos to make sure I understand exactly what's going on because the tax code is incredibly dense, incredibly complicated. So if you're taking tax advice as well from a non-tax professional, then that's a big deal. And you can end up in hot water. Even even something as simple as, oh, well, you might get taxed on that if you do it. Well, you know, don't believe it until you get it, you know, get get, get explained by a professional. And and when we do our planning here at McIntyre Overlaw, we keep taxes in mind. That's one of the things that we keep in mind. And, and we're going to explain to you how it works in depth because we, again, we don't want the liability of having, you know, a tax trap down the road. So I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to tell you, okay, here's the consequences with respect to the ability to get long-term care. Here's the consequences with respect to any other type of liability, as well as state and local tax liability. So we're going to be clear about that. Yeah. You know, so if you or your loved one out there needs any advice about estate planning, elder law, if a loved one passes away, I would caution you. Be careful who you take that advice from. Be careful and seek that advice from someone in the know. So from an attorney, if it's legal advice, who practices estate planning, elder law, and is familiar with the probate process. If you would like to contact 888-999-6600. Brenton, I'm looking at our magazine that's coming up too. Dude, I love that magazine. Second, second volume of the Elder Law Report in magazine print form. Yes, ma'am. It's coming up. It's beautiful. It really is. It is the Elder Law Report 2021, 44 pages of great advice. And give us a call, 888-999-6600. Why that blank for me, I don't know. But Or go online to mcelderlaw.com to schedule your free consult today. Brenton, thank you for doing the Elder Law Report. I've enjoyed it this morning. Yes, sir. Me too. Any Any chance to talk about what we love to do and to please implore other professionals not to do it. That's right. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Estate planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can.